All right, wrestling fans, it is time for Pro Wrestling America. I am Southern Dynamite Doug Minton here with you this week from the Renaissance Coliseum in Peoria, Illinois. Highlighting the card is the rounds five and six matches for the Illinois Heavyweight Title Deadly Dozen Tournament. And in this case, we have some wild matches that are going to happen. Also with that, we're going to have some promos from the leaders before we get into round five. We begin the card as we have for the last couple of weeks. Savannah Jack continuing his gauntlet, trying to defeat Iron Mike Sharp. And it looked like he almost had a great match going on, but when Jack finally got complete control of the match, Sharp loaded the armband and knocked him out with it, picking up the pin in a time of 6 minutes, 36 seconds. Your winner, Iron Mike Sharp, Savannah Jack still having to go against him next week. Hopefully, maybe, maybe Iowa will be better for Savannah Jack against Iron Mike Sharp. But now that we get to the promos from the leaders of the Deadly Dozen tournament, but let's look at the leadership board for a moment. Leading the pack, we have five men with a record of three and one in the tournament. Those being Steve Carino, Honky Tonk Man, Billy Gunn, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So you have three members of the Guns for Hire actually leading the tournament at the moment. Then you have Bobo Brazil, Chris Candido, and Iceman King Parsons, all three with a 2-2 two and two record. Coming in with 1-3 records this week, you have Jerry the King Lawler, Buzz Sawyer, and Gentleman Chris Adams. And then bringing up the rear is Nightmare Ken Wayne with an 0-4 record. So this week we hear from the five guys who are at a 3-1 and one record. And first off is Steve Carino. And his promo basically talks about him being there to make sure that one of the three guns for hire actually wins the tournament. Then you have it turned over to Billy Gunn, the leader of the guns for hire, and he is very confident about winning and has nobody in the entire tournament that he's worried about facing. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels talks about the matches tonight being the easiest rounds in the tournament. Then we move to Honky Tonk Man, who is as equally confident as Billy Gunn was that he will be the one at the end with the Illinois heavyweight title. And then, of course, we end up with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is confident but also feels cheated out of the world heavyweight title picture by being put into this tournament in the first place. So Austin is not exactly happy with the way things are going. And rightly so, because his contract is up in the next four weeks. So we'll see what happens as he has not returned any of the offers that have been given to him to extend his contract. So we move into round five. First match is Chris Candido versus Nightmare Ken Wayne. And this match is going well. It's really a squash match that Candido is drawing out, picking up Ken Wayne by the hair a couple of times. But eventually the match ends with PG-13 rushing the ring and attacking Nightmare Ken Wayne, causing a disqualification. So Ken Wayne, who has not won a match in this entire tournament, gets a win by DQ when he's been trounced the entire match. So then Chris Candido then wipes out both members of PG-13. But your winner 
can wane in a time of 5 minutes 12 seconds by disqualification. Next we have Bobo Brazil facing off against gentleman Chris Adams. And Adams tries to keep a quick pace, but Bobo stops him with a tombstone, yelling Undertaker's name as he pins Adams in a time of 2 minutes 57 seconds. Iceman King Parsons faces off against Steve Carino next. And this match was going well until PG-13 comes out not to attack but to distract Carino, allowing Iceman to hit the butt thump right before the time limit expired to get the pin. Iceman King Parsons is your winner in a time of 9 minutes, 51 seconds. Then we have Jerry the King Lawler facing off against Billy Gunn. And this was a great match, ending with Billy Gunn hitting a drop kick to the back of Lawler's head, throwing him into the turnbuckle to get the pin in a time of 8 minutes, 44 seconds. Then we have Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels facing off against Buzz Sawyer. And this match is a really quick one as many people thought of. But again, it's PG-13 making an appearance as they are enraged against the guys who had taken their places in the guns for hire. They come out and draw Daniels back to the dressing room and keep him out for the entire count out. And your winner in a time of 2 minutes 38 seconds is Buzz Sawyer by count out. And then the final match of round five in the Deadly Dozen Tournament, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Honky Tonk Man, two of the highly favored men in this tournament. And this was an excellent match with both men kicking out of each other's finishers. And eventually, 10 minutes was just not enough. And Austin wanted five more minutes, but I came out and said, no, this is a 10-minute time limit match so we can get all eight matches in. If Austin thought he could get him in another five seconds, he should have sped up a little bit more in the match. So, of course, Austin is a little peeved at me. We take a break from the tournament to have the mandatory television title match as Jason Kincaid, the newly crowned champion, faces off against two-time former champion Dirty Dutch Mantel. And Dutch tried everything he could in this match, but Kincaid kept coming back. He even brings a chair into the ring towards the end of the match, which Kincaid then drop kicks him through to get the pin behind referee Tommy Young's back. Your winner and still television champion, Jason the Gift Kincaid, in a time of 11 minutes, 53 seconds. So I come out, as promised last week, to announce the Lethal Lottery participants for the new tournament to crown a new number one contender for the world heavyweight title. And I come out to the interview area and where Lance Russell has a large fish aquarium with every wrestler's name in there, except for, of course, The Undertaker, who is the world champion. Why be the number one contender to your own title? So, we go on and I say I will draw the first 24 names out randomly and then they will be assigned on that evening random tag team partners and random matches to then declare a, the winners of those matches to then go on to the Battle Royal and that winner gets to be the number one contender. So the first name I pull out is Bobo Brazil. And everyone's a little shocked that his name came up first being the one who just got drilled out of the number one contender spot. 
Next name I draw is Brad Armstrong. And then Rick Rude, David Von Erich, Kurt Henning, Iceman King Parsons, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels was the seventh name I drew. Austin Idol, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Eric Embry rounded out the first ten names that I drew. Billy Gunn was then drawn, then Raven, then Brickhouse Brown, Jesse James Armstrong, Terry Funk, and Steve Carino. So there could be some buildup for some very good matches with members of the Strong Army and the Guns for Hire. Number 17 that I drew was Chris Adams, then Great Muda, Gold Dust, Mark Gunn, Eddie Gilbert, Chris Candido, and Jimmy Golden was the 23rd name. And I was about ready to leave, thinking I had drawn all 24. But then Lance shows me that there's only 23 names that have been drawn. But I also remarked that I believe every member of the Guns for Hire is in this Lethal Lottery tournament. So I draw one more name, and that name was Jerry the King Lawler. So there are your 24 guys in the Lethal Lottery tournament for your number one contender that those matches taking place at the Sanford Pentagon in two weeks on August 18th. So now we get back to the Deadly Dozen tournament. Round number six. First match of the round has Jerry the King Lawler facing off against gentleman Chris Adams. And this is an excellent match that almost goes the entire time limit again. But Adams picks up the win, surprising Lawler with the super kick in a time of nine minutes, 30 seconds. Next match, we have Bobo Brazil facing off against Honky Tonk Man. And Bobo thought he had this match in the bag, even though Honky Tonk Man was one of the two favorites in this tournament. Bobo is overconfident and finds HTM winning the match with the shake, rattle, and roll in a time of 3 minutes, 23 seconds. And Brazil throws a bit of a fit in the ring. Special Delivery Jones comes down to try to calm down his partner, but Bobo just tosses him out of the ring and then leaves. So what does that mean for the former World Tag Team Champions? We'll have to find out. Next match has Iceman King Parsons facing off against Buzz Sawyer. And this match ended very abruptly as Buzz backdropped Iceman over the top rope. Tommy Young declared that it was Iceman's momentum that put him over. But Iceman's head hit the ring apron instead of his feet. And he does not answer the 10 count. Your winner, Buzz Sawyer, by count out in a time of 1 minute, 51 seconds. Then we have two of the Guns for Hire facing off against each other as Chris Candido faces off against Billy Gunn. And this was a great match, showing the two have a great chemistry together in the ring, whether as tag team partners in the War Games match or as opponents. It is just a wonderful match to watch. Billy Gunn gets the win with the famous sir in a time of 7 minutes, 27 seconds. Now we get to the match that Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels in his promo called the cakewalk that he might as well just not even show up and would still get as good a result. As you have Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels facing off against Nightmare Ken Wayne. And this match ends abruptly at a time of 3 minutes and 4 seconds when PG-13 comes in with chairs and hits both men. Referee Nick Patrick calling a no contest, giving a draw to the Fallen Angel and the Nightmare as PG-13 tries to take care of both 
halves of a t- of tag teams that have been pains in their side since they've come into the PWA. And finally, it is Steve Carino, Billy Gunn, and Terry Funk that come out to the ring to then chase PG-13 off. And your main event of the match has Stone Cold Steve Austin facing off against Steve Carino. And Austin is very belligerent before the match, saying that I have no business being the booker. I have no business running a wrestling promotion with talent like him that does not get used as they ought to. And I come out saying that I do what I do with the wrestlers, and if he doesn't like it, he can leave. He can drop out of the tournament, and he can just go on and find somewhere else that he's happier wrestling for. He decides to stay, and I take up spot at ringside. And Steve Carino comes out, and right away Austin just starts going berserk on him until I slide into the ring with a chair and nail Austin with it, giving him the win by DQ in a time of one minute and four seconds. And I slam the chair down on him again and say he ought to sign the contract extension or he can leave. And I leave the ring. And then PG-13 comes down to double-team Steve Carino as the other side of the tag team with Christopher Daniels that took their place and had attacked them a couple of weeks before. And so they get Carino busted open. Austin gets up. He gives a stunner to each member of PG-13. Carino gets up to his feet, sticks out his hand to thank Austin for it. Austin stuns him as well. And now we have a very ticked-off rattlesnake. But then again, that was the whole thing in the Attitude Era, wasn't it, between Austin and Vince, right? That the boss just kept screwing over the rattlesnake. So, let's go to the leaderboard real quick. We are six rounds into the tournament. Where do we stand? After six rounds, the leader is Billy Gunn with a record of 5-1 and one over the course of the tournament. Next up, our Honky Tonk Man and Stone Cold Steve Austin with four wins, one loss, and one draw. That draw being to each other. Next up is Christopher Daniels with a record of 3-2-1. and one. Then Steve Carino, Bobo Brazil, Iceman King Parsons, and Buzz Sawyer are maintaining the average as they have a 3-3 three and three record. Chris Candido and Gentleman Chris Adams have a 2-4 and four record after six rounds. Nightmare Ken Wayne actually moves up out of last place with a 1-4-1 and one record leaving Jerry the King Lawler in last right now with one win and five losses. How's that going to shape up for the next time we are in Illinois when we're in Chicago once again to bring out rounds seven and eight? We'll have to find out. Will Billy Gunn stay on top? Will Honky Tonk Man or Stone Cold Steve Austin make their presence known at the top of the leaderboard by themselves? Again, you'll have to find out in a few weeks. But... Next week, we are in Young Arena in Waterloo, Iowa. The big match there being Goldust defending the American heavyweight title against the newly crowned number one contender, Honky Tonk Man. You got other matches like PG-13 facing off against the Nightmares, the Armstrong Brothers facing off against the Smoking Guns, and many more. So I encourage you to be back for that next week. But also, 
to tune in to the Confessional Corner on Mondays and the Digging Deeper on Thursdays as we continue learning what we believe, teach, confess, and seeing the deep riches of the Psalms as we tour that book at a very deep level. But until then, this is Southern Dynamite. Until then, this is Southern Dynamite Doug Minton wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology.